We're back on the Speedy Aerocast. I'm your host, Dan Morin, and I'm joined, as always, by John Moltz. Hello, Dan. And, of course, Guy. In- Guy? Guy, are you there? Guy is, uh... Guy, Guy English. Is no Guy is no more. Is, yes, he's, he's, he has been erased. <laughs> there is only whatever Guy's League of Assassins name is. Al, Al Beardo. <laughs> Al Developer. Yeah, I don't know what we call him. Al, Al Beardo. <laughs> That's all right. The first thing that came to mind. That's good. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, we could do worse, we, I guess. We actually don't know where Guy English is. He's he's probably flown off to Nanda Parbat for something or other. Yeah, or he's he's uh, he's off with with Roy. Yeah, yeah. They they took out. They stole another red car. Road Which, trip. Road trip across the United States. Um, so we're here to talk about episode twenty one of Arrow season three, which is titled Al Sahim, which, as we know, is the Arrow, uh, and is Oliver Queen's new identity. And it's I the believe, name of his. It's the name of his new uh, branding. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally branding. I, I'm picturing him in a beer. <clears throat> when I drink, yeah. <laughs> I only drink Alsahim Lager. You know, Premium the beer I like so much that I had it branded on I my had back. It assassinated. <laughs> um, so uh, this is Alsahim. I guess I'm I'm on deck to do You're the on quick the recap. Okay, right. so here we go. Weekend. Uh, we kick off with Oliver in a huge training regimen, and then R- Rouseballson puts him to a test by bringing John Diggle in front of him and saying, you basically have to kill him. They get into a fight. Oliver kills him, but it's not John Diggle. JK. Uh, but we Oliver doesn't really blink in killing him, so that's kind of disturbing. Um, Rachel Gould decide, like, you know, has a little bonding moment and then sort of tells Oliver that he's got to go deal with... Uh, the only threat to his reign, which is Nyssa. So Oliver goes back to Starling City to basically track down Nyssa. There's a lot of dithering by Team Arrow about whether or not Oliver is actually dead or not and whether they should be protecting Nyssa or just handing him over. Oliver makes that a lot easier by kidnapping Lila. Uh, And so Nyssa, with some pressure from the team, decides to sort of give herself up. Um, But it turns out they actually have a plan. Uh, and they, you know, Felicity, Diggle, and uh, Laurel, and Nyssa decides to take on the assassins, including Oliver. They get pretty close to winning, but the tables kind of turn, and the, uh, Oliver is only essentially stopped after, surprise, Thea shoots an arrow through his arm. Uh, and then Oliver heads back, but does get Nyssa, and is told that he and Nyssa are going to get totes married. <laughs> Uh, and then as a as a wedding present uh rachel gul hands over what turns out to be the alpha and omega the bioweapon we've been seeing in the flashbacks worst wedding present ever do not invite rachel gul to your wedding yeah and then tells him like oh just by the way there's one little thing you gotta go totally like wipe starling city off the map that's just the thing it's a thing we do that's a thing that rachel ghouls have to do and then of course there are the flashbacks which deal more with the bioweapons and perhaps finally let us in on why things went so bad with the Yamashiro family. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a, that was a pretty succinct. That was good. Thank yes. you. Thank you. There's a lot of little things in here, though, uh, yeah. which I think are, are worth discussing. So let's start off by talking about Oliver's training, where he's like yeah. totally drugged out and deprived of, uh, you know, freedom. It was, and, uh, it was nicely filmed, I think, because yeah, there's, 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 there's that one stunts. scene where there's like an overhead shot of his cell that he's being yeah. held in. And you know him shifting to different positions in the in the cell, and uh, I thought I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, it's only now it's only been three weeks. We're told supposedly. Um, yeah, yes. supposedly. Uh, well, I mean, I think we get that that more from the Starling City uh, crew, where you know Oliver's been gone for a while, but they're and they're they're kind of not sure exactly what they're doing. They're they're continuing the fight. Uh, Laurel's out fighting crime. Diggle's out taking down like uh, what, like arms dealers. Uh, Felicity's feeding them intel, but Roy's gone and Oliver's gone. And they and they uh, they they broach the subject of the possibility of getting Diggle a costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do uh, not say do not say costume identity concealment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always wondered about that because they make him wear like a ski mask sometimes, and other times they don't really seem to care. Yeah, he um, just seems to be out there. And being, I don't know being himself. Yeah, I don't really see John Diggle in costume. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. Really? You, never you think know. so? Yeah. Okay. No, I think it could. I think it okay. could happen. Okay. Um, I would. I would. I would dig it. No pun intended. I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure that it'll happen necessarily before the end of this season. But yeah, I think well, at some there's, point there's, it could. there's not a lot of time left in this season. We're getting close. Right. Um. 
So we do get uh, one of the interesting things that we get after Oliver has done his sort of training is he and Rache go on this bonding experience <laughs> where Rachel al Ghul tells him about um, his old like the other basically the other contender when he was heir to the demon. Right. Um, a guy named Ooh, Damien Dark, who we <laughs> so yeah. Tell me, tell me hint. about tell me about Damien Dark. Do you, is Damien Dark an established? He is, in fact. I looked him up. He is, in fact, an established uh, DC character. I assumed he was. He's more recent. I think is the other thing. This was a character that a lot of people had a theory was actually Damien Wayne, um, who is the son of Bruce Wayne. Yes, but that didn't really make any sense. So no, uh, he is actually an experienced uh, a an established character. Uh, he is known to have some sort of affiliation with Hive, which is also mentioned sort of obliquely by Rachel Ghoul here that he presides over a hive of operatives. Right. Um, and I think we basically are getting the impression that this is so, our season four villain. Right. Exactly. Um, he's, he's also generally, I think considered to be a teen Titans villain um, rather than a, arrow mm-hmm. villain but that's not really surprising i think he is more recent in his uh in his existence i thought i think he's okay. a more recent character but he seems to be um i got i got some suggestion that we might see him before the end of the season and that he will probably be the big bad next year next hive year. we've already heard a hive is, alluded to yeah. as the big bad and they've been setting seeds for that since season two season uh, one season one right because uh, he gets a text I, I, at some point. It has to do with one of the first Deadshot episodes. This is the first Suicide Squad episode, I think. Aren't they? Aren't they somehow involved in that plane crash, though? They're trying to shoot that plane down. Oh yeah, maybe. I can't remember. They, now I can't remember. There've been a lot of little threads about them dropped. But yeah, we haven't. They're kind of the anti Argus. Not that Argus is that great. Yeah, really. <laughs> wow, that's that's a bad. That's some <laughs> bad news. They're, they're all You're evil. You're the anti shady crime organization. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're sometimes good. I guess yeah. that might be. Um, possible but we also get the like Rachel Gould says like you know I essentially I hesitated and that was a mistake because I let him get away and now he's plaguing me and causing me problems and he takes him to, to, to his town I guess that he apparently had to destroy uh, he doesn't mention that until later but it, you get the impression that it's just out back from Nanda Parbat <laughs> it's in the yard <laughs> it's just like it's a short walk from Nanda Parbat yeah uh, and this kind of illustrates i think an interesting point and we'll get into this as it goes along that i read in one of the reviews which is what exactly does the league of assassins do when it's not busy dealing with like matters of succession matters of succession like we don't get an idea we see a lot of like the internal workings of it but we don't really get an idea like are the rest of the time they're just hanging out yeah i mean we don't really know unless you know what is his what is his motivation i it seems like in this world that they're assassins for hire right right? which is not a particularly honorable calling i guess though they feel that it has some some code yeah. associated i mean but it. traditionally in in the universe right they they fight crime except they fight crime with extreme measures well and they they're all about at least in some of the incarnations there's like a kind of an almost an eco terror bent to them where they believe in like sort of keeping a balance in the world which i think is also sort of the batman begins interpretation of like civilization needs to be destroyed every Burned once in a down while occasionally, yeah, yeah. so that you which, can like regrow it. which feeds into this this thing of having to destroy your own city for some right exactly reason. although at the same time they opposed malcolm's earthquake machine in season <laughs> one so if they just let it you know if they just well, not he was with not race she was not ascending to be racial ghoul so i guess that's true that's outside outside the, re- the regulations outside the thick rule book that uh that they hand out in the first day in although, the League of Assassins. Although, an interesting point is that they... So he mentions at some point... He mentions during this conversation that he was... He and Damien Dark were both the horsemen of the previous Rachel Ghoul. Mm-hmm. And that was a... I believe that was a title we heard applied to Malcolm. Yes. So yes. Well, Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm could have at said one that, point that he been, was... in, been in the running to be the next Rachel Ghoul. Mm-hmm. Which also makes me wonder if that's a potential path for Malcolm going for. Like, I can't help right. but feeling that Malcolm Merlin is sort of still playing everybody against each other in the hopes that there will well, be eventually a power vacuum and he will be able to seize control of the League of Assassins. That's r- exactly. Yeah, I think we talked about this like a number of episodes ago. But yeah, I mean, it seems like this whole the whole thing that Malcolm has started through this this whole, you know, like the gang war. It's very yeah. I mean, the whole thing is kind of weird, like setting Thea up and all that stuff. So it would not be surprised if that was his ulterior motive all along was to try and like 
destabilize. Just yeah, destabilize everything so that he could slip in and become Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. Um, so back in Central City, um, we have Laurel trying to beat up a mugger and having trouble still with a mugger. Little <laughs> surprising given that later on she seems to hold her own against the League of Assassins, but you know, right? Whatever. Um, she does still get beaten at the end, she, though. She, yeah, and she gets beaten here if it weren't for the help of Nissa, who intervenes with her some nifty bolo arrows uh-huh. and and mentions that which, this, which this guy has seems, two knives. Yeah, sort of seems out of character for Nissa. Nissa usually just like shoots him right through the chest. Yeah, exactly. So, so she's being a little more conservative, right? And we we see an interesting. I do. I did enjoy the scene where Nissa and Laurel are kind of bonding over burgers mm-hmm. and fries and milkshakes. Yeah. Which was kind of amazing. <laughs> Although the scene at the end <laughs> where, where Laurel goes alone back to that place and goes to sticks a French fry in the milkshake, but then yeah. drops it. <laughs> yeah. I, I did watch that. that. Was, I started laughing. That was crazy silly. It was, that was just it too was overdone. Much. It was it was overdone. really overdone. And I, I also remember that be, it seemed like a parody video. Like yeah, right. <laughs> Especially oh with the, the music playing over it, the montage. Like the French fry, like, yeah. I never the French, French fry was, again. was suddenly like 100,000 degrees and she had to <laughs> get it out of her hand. Yeah. Katie Cassidy has some tough stuff to work with in this episode between that yeah, and this, the canary cry. And the canary cry. Um, that we'll, that we'll needs, get, a, little bit of, needs yeah, a little bit of work. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Um, so, but they have they have a you know a bonding moment, which is nice. We get the impression she's gotten more training from Nissa, but we also run into kind of I think which was a nice uh, callback. I mean, you know, sort of a, a blatant callback that she's like, oh, by the way, I've been meaning to tell you, Oliver, totally taking your place, and Nissa is <laughs> a, a, you know quite upset as you might as you might believe, and but mostly uh, also annoyed at Laurel for withholding the truth. Which, as we know, I think we can it's now a, coin yeah. as pulling a laurel. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an endemic problem. Yeah, that happens a lot on this show, yeah. too. Just and, she men- and she mentions that, yeah, too. Yeah, and I like, think that's perfect. Nissa, Nissa says that, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's perfect that she points out, like, well, that screwed up your relationship with your father. So, you know. And way to go. Way to go. Side note, no Quentin Lance this week again. Yes, I know. I know. It's been a, it's been a refreshing two weeks for me. Yeah. Well, and the last <laughs> actually, the last we've seen of him was on The Flash at this point, which is a little weird. Um, yeah, and he was much more reasonable. Yeah, so I, I'm curious to see how that plays out with only two episodes to go because it feels like uh, there's not a lot of room for him in this plot right now. Well, that's the thing. It seems like okay, that that served its purpose. Yeah. That whole chase served its purpose, and now you know maybe he will come back and be kind of done with it. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to see what that happens. Um, we get a really nice family uh, dinner at the Diggle household. Including yeah. the rule that there are no Glocks on the dinner table, um, and I thought With that was kind of Thea, a Thea and Thea and Felicity, Felicity, yeah. Which I thought was kind of a nice moment. It reminded me kind of of some of like the Buffy Team Buffy stuff, yes. from, from yeah, Buffy right, Vampire right. Slayer, where it's like, well, the Scoobies, yeah, exactly. These guys are all hanging out together. Team Arrow is still is still a team nominally, right. um, and that they're all bonding and that there's real family relationships here. I really like Lila. I've enjoyed her character all along, and I'm. In yeah. this episode in particular, I was really afraid that she might buy it. bite it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was glad that she did not. In fact, she gets an awesome moment, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we but had- it's not, this also, I mean, this is sort of Thea's joining, more joining the team. Right. And in fact, she comes in later and says, is there something I could do here? Because, you know, other than sitting around moping in my apartment, I've got nothing to do. Which I think is a smart move, too. Because nobody has a job. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, her club has been shut down, presumably. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you don't see, I haven't seen anybody in the club for well, that, like over a year. That's true. The whole thing with the DJ who's evil, that really. Oh, yes. Okay. So I guess, I guess it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that was early this season, though. Um, although we do get a bit of Felicity at the end in the Arrow Cave. Um, just at yes. the end. Yeah. And that, yes. during that sad, the sad Laurel right. montage. Right. right. Um, <laughs> So, but I, yeah, I agree with you that Thea's integration in this team seems really, it seems like it was a long time coming, even though, um, and as some, one of our Twitter followers commented to me, like the, the script writer should just excise the, it's what Oliver would have wanted sentiment from this. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. There was a lot of that in this episode. And I think, you know, the idea that Oliver would not have wanted Thea to join the crusade, basically, that might be true. And as we've seen, Oliver's biggest problem a lot of times is that he, he kind of is so strong-willed that he enforces that on everyone else mm-hmm. and, and so protective and yeah. i mean 
he doesn't let you know it's not it's not like it's not like not joining the team means you're safe either right (laughs) (laughs) i mean just ask his mother um yeah right um and so then we get you know nissa realizes oliver's totally coming to kill me and we have a a interaction about that and like everybody sits around going like no oliver not that that guy he's okay don't worry about him i love that dude (laughs) yeah um and there's an argument as to whether or not they should you know they should take this seriously yeah and her tra- like you mentioned, I mean, her transformation. This is transformation. It's been nice to see. I mean, yeah. you know, she basically and Laurel has actually some decent points about how, yeah, okay, she's <laughs> she's kind of a killer and stuff, but she's also like not that bad a person, right? Yeah, and and no one else. It's funny because we get the Diggle and the rest of the team are like, really? Because we're pretty sure she's like a crazy <laughs> she assassin. <seem> like- <laughs> Uh, they're a little less forgiving than usual here, but I, I think you can. But they haven't. They have. You know, she's spent a bunch of time with her, whereas right. they have not. Right. So I think that there's an there's an argument for that. Um, so <clears throat> it's interesting to watch that develop, and you know, this is kind of like a like a provisional team Arrow member kind of in this episode, but clearly also not like a fully fledged member of the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And doesn't seem like she would really. <clears throat> I mean, unless there's a much, a much bigger transformation, right, it doesn't seem like right. she would join the team completely. Um, we also get uh, Thea and Malcolm having a a, a tête-à-tête, uh-huh. um, right? Because because Thea, Thea learns Thea learns that Oliver's back in town and chasing after Nyssa, and she wants to do something about it. Right. So we, as we discussed, Thea becomes more sort of involved in the team, um, and she, but she specifically appeals to Felicity, and we realize also. Um, I guess later on in this episode that she didn't, she was kind of in the dark about Oliver and Felicity's relationship too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a sort of a bond there to a certain extent. Um, I thought it was cool that they get to use Ray Palmer's office as their new lair. Sure. Cause he's out of yeah. town. <laughs> Ray's cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you broke my place. heart. You broke and- <laughs> my heart, but you can, you can still set up here. He's just such a nice guy. He's too nice for his own good. <laughs> Possibly, but um and yeah i i think i i yeah i i kind of rebel a little bit against against felicity telling thea not to get involved because yeah like you said at this point nobody's safe everybody is involved yeah and she's already been in i mean you know she was already like a, a yeah that a ship potential, has sailed a potential target of the league well so, and she's already a long time tra- she's already trained and put yeah, herself in harm's way too so right. like you know as far as that goes she's at least as capable as laurel probably so you know yeah. why why not right um yeah it definitely and it kind of does seem like she is as capable as laurel yeah uh, based on although she hasn't i mean and she hasn't really won a fight yet right particularly um, but she's but she's held her own against you know for at least a little while against Rachel cool for crying out loud yeah so we have our first um you know nissa and oliver decide to go at it sort of mano a mano until Diggle and Laurel show up to basically stop Oliver, you know, uh, because they can't let him hurt someone who they consider to be innocent, despite the fact that she's not, I mean, innocent is not kind exactly. of a, yeah. Innocent Str- in this it's a bit of a stretch. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, and then we see the, as we mentioned, the first use of the canary cry <laughs> altered by Cisco on the previous, on an earlier flash episode, which, it was, and I had heard somebody mention it before I saw the episode, and I was kind of dreading it. So it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. But it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't good. But there's at the same time, I'm just not sure if there's a good way to do that. Well, and it doesn't. So we saw it. We've seen this since Sarah's introduction, and she had basically like bombs, right? Like grenades, grenades yeah. essentially. Uh, and so Cisco from the Flash has altered these grenades to be a like a choker essentially right um which, which is a which is a long time like black canary uh, yeah black canary part of her costume right even, and then, even though even though in dc like she it's a power that she has right as opposed to a tool um she's always worn a black choker yes because she dresses kind of questionably for <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's fewer fishnets on this show um <laughs> uh but i thought so the trouble is a you can't do it without there being I mean, obviously that stuff's all added in post, so it's going to look a little bit ridiculous. I guess the it does make a certain amount of actual practical sense in that it's something that you could conceivably trigger without using your hands. So if your hands were occupied in a fight, yeah. it does make some more sense than using, say, a grenade. Um, but at the same time, but, it, it is hard to not make it look kind of silly. 
Yeah, and and in a way, I mean, the, like the grenades were a better way to do it, just because it avoided that issue. Right. And now, now they have they have chosen to take on that issue, and it's not you know. I don't know if there's a. I just I don't know if there's a way to go, do it and not look silly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and and that seems to stop Oliver, though it doesn't really. It isn't really clear. Doesn't knock him out or anything. Yeah, it's it's kind of just like, hey, we're here. And even Dick, though, yeah, even though uh, Cisco had apparently amped up the power on that thing. Well, and it's not clear whether she used it at full blast or full not, blast, right? Because she's not trying yeah. to kill Oliver. It's she's Oliver. trying to stop yeah. him. Sure. And Oliver's, I guess, just decides like. <laughs> Okay, this is this isn't worth the hassle right now. We can't tell if it's because his friends are there or because he just decides it's best to beat sort of a tactical retreat. But he does yeah. he, he jumps off a building, um, yeah. which is his usual exit style, and they're left with with Nissa. Well, um, I mean, and and you know, it's also possible that later another shoe will drop and we'll find out that he's not really under yeah, the well, control. Of, I think know, I think that's something we should discuss uh, yeah. towards towards the end of this, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Oliver decides, though, that the next best thing is to basically kidnap Lila uh, and force their hand into <laughs> giving up Nyssa. Yeah. Now, that, I feel like, is a pretty dicey move. Also, I have to point out, so he takes, he's got her tied to a chair in this one place where we've seen, we've seen this place a couple times before where yes. all the bonfires are. I think Malcolm right. was tied up there at one point. Yeah. Maybe Oliver, too, meets people there. So I, Oh, no, it was uh, Quentin. Oh, Quentin, yeah. Quentin, you're right. Yeah. Shows up in the chair. So I, I have to conclude this is like the Nanda Parbat franchise in Star yeah, City. Yeah, which, which confused me this in this episode because it, because of the bonfires, it seemed like it was in Nanda Parbat. And when you're watching it on an iPad and the picture is smaller, it's kind of it's, – you right. don't get as good a sense of like exactly where it's taking place. I think place. They, have a, they have a franchise. Yes, they, apparently, they a, yes. It's a warehouse. The, yeah, right, right. Um, but – it seems weird that he does it, that he kidnaps Lila, you know, as if Diggle has some sort of power over Nyssa, right? Like to turn, turn her in, like he's protecting well, her. That's true. But at the same time, yeah. it's not like, Diggle's- I mean, I think that's what it was. I mean, they showed up and so he's like, okay, you know, if you guys are going to get involved in this, then you're getting involved in it. Right. And it, it seems, and you're not going to like the results. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is like a couple times we have this shot of Oliver and Diggle at Diggle's wedding, which was only like three episodes ago now. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, we get this, this constant sort of like mournful, like, Oh, remember when they used to be pals? Um, which is a hard thing to accomplish with the time jump in like a single episode. Right. Cause last episode we had like sort of the resigned, but weary Oliver, like, okay, I got to give myself over to this. And we've already got one episode later. It's already like, yep, I'm hardcore yeah. league of assassins. Yeah. So well, they got to, they got to, they got to move it along, which uh, seems kind of weird. Like, I mean, <clears throat> some of this, it seems like they stumbled around for a while in between Christmas and, you know, and just like a couple of weeks ago trying, I mean, there, there seemed to have been some episodes that didn't exactly advance the plot that much right and like it's almost like they uh, either they didn't have enough you couldn't figure out how to like stretch it out to 24 episodes is that what it's gonna be uh 20 yeah something like that yeah 23 yeah. 24 yeah or they or they meant to do something in between and then for some reason couldn't do it or something yeah there is a lot of bridging going on here and i feel like this this episode is definitely a bridging episode i mean so the best way i heard it described um was somebody i think one of the producers might described it as it's like your it's your bad guy of the week episode except the bad guy is oliver oliver um which i thought was not bad although you know being oliver we all have more sympathy for him even if he is crazy and evil (laughs) um so they basically the team arrow convinces diggle to uh team arrow convinces uh nissa to basically go with them they all go to the warehouse they decide to like do their trade off. Here you go. Here's Nissa. Here right. you think you think they're just handing her over, right? And here's Lila. You know, Lila runs over to John. John's like, "This is just like in Jakarta, Jakarta." So she, they, well, I, meant, I forgot to mention Maceo. Oh, is that what is that what he said? I, I yeah. missed that line. Yeah. So Maceo frisks everybody except for Felicity, except who is angry, and and Oliver. Right. And I think this is a moment of Oliver being Oliver is like, "Don't worry about it. She's not like she doesn't carry yeah. weapons." Yeah. Uh, and of course. Lila goes to hug her, 
reaches around back and pulls out a couple pistols, which is awesome. <laughs> this is one of the reasons I like Lila is they don't shy away from her being a badass. I yeah. mean, she's a trained operative, right? Even though she's retired now, more or less, like she's still a badass. And so, so but the Jakarta, the Jakarta reference is not something that we know. No, but it's just it's one just of those. Like, it's like, just a thing. Like, okay, yeah, because like, yeah, yeah. they have they have such history. There, They've been there was through, obviously a stuff. time. Yeah, right. Where or we f- did this, this did this before. I like that. That's I like it when it's like a move. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, the Jakarta move. <laughs> yeah, the Jakarta protocol. A twenty-seven B. Um, and so they go into their whole fight scene, and they're doing okay against the League of Assassins. Um, and like uh, Nissa's gets loose and is using, you know, is like deflecting Oliver's arrows. Um, and then Dig- you know, Diggle is sword fighting Oliver, which seems like a stretch. But. Right. Well, we saw that in the opening scene too, right? So there's a callback to that in the, when he thinks he's killing. Yeah, which Diggle. I, right. I guess is probably trying to draw those two things together. Right? And of course, we know Diggle is kind of a crappy sword fighter, which I think is good. I, I like when they. Not everybody is great at the like. You know, mm-hmm. Diggle is a trained veteran, but there's no reason in the world that he would be trained in sword fighting, right? right you know, he's right. a he's a gunman. Well, it seemed in a way like he should be doing worse, actually. Yeah, uh, and I again, mean, he does he does end up getting like flipped over onto the ground and slashed in the yeah. stomach or something. Uh, I don't but. think anything that nothing that like nothing terribly bad though. And no, we can, nothing, vi- nothing vital. But right. he gets he gets bested. Well, and I think we can have a conversation about that in our in our larger conversation. But first, we have Thea shooting uh, Oliver, and Thea showing right. up in the same. Fortunately, she's got a suit of League of Assassins stuff in her size, thanks to Malcolm. <laughs> where, do, where do you shop for that? Like like Gap Kids or something? They must have, like, they must have like a company store. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be liking the optional Assassin's Hood with that or? Um, and she's someone alluded in one of the reviews I read to the fact that um, in I think season one maybe there are Thea has archery championship m- trophies like in her room, really, which I did not remember, um, but I believe, oh, okay. um, which is interesting because then you get the idea that like well maybe there's there's actually some uh, maybe there's actually some sort of history there. Right. Um, so, oh yeah, there is in fact, yeah, she is, there's a screenshot of her from season one and there are archery trophies in her, uh, in her room. Interesting. Um, which is, which is very interesting, um, because it suggests that there is, there's something more, uh, ingrained, I guess you could say in her, right. in her, uh, in her talents and maybe in Ollie's talents as well. Huh. So it, it kind of makes sense for her to be uh involved in the again was we discussed like party team arrow makes sense she's kind of trained yeah uh she's got the suit you know what else do you really need mm-hmm. yeah right right and That's she it. puts an arrow through his arm which is kind of oh, brutal. I know. It, was, it was sweet <laughs> yeah it was a nice effect. It, was a, it was a good moment it was a good moment too i mean it's like you know you, you think that they're that they're beat and then you kind of forget about this other thing that's going on at the same time which is the uh, joining you know becoming a more active member of the team and also having talked to Malcolm and saying, you know, I, I need to do something about this. And we have several allusions to her, you know, coming back from the dead in this episode. Uh, and so it's unclear to me also, if we want to talk about eventual fates of characters, that she's very, br- I mean, like the look on her face when she shoots the arrow through Oliver's arm is pretty pissed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we have this whole, you know, thing hanging over her head where it's people who go to the Lazarus pit come back different. Yeah, and so there's a still unclear exactly what that means. Um, perhaps she's more brutal or more, uh, you know, less has less of a conscience or something. She doesn't seem to blink much about putting an arrow through her brother, yeah. her, her brother who she loves. Um, I guess, yeah, it doesn't, you know, weird. I mean, she doesn't seem that different to me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, she's but, always been feisty, right? Yeah, and Malcolm seems to think that this is just a, a part of her character, right? Exactly. Well, she is Malcolm Merlin's daughter too, so That's you know, right. there's right. So he he would definitely want to think that, right? Um, so Oliver ends up back with Nissa, and he's like Rachel Gould's all totally like, "Oh, you got to kill her because she's a threat." And Oliver's like, "Sweet, okay, I can do that." And then he's like, "No, no, just kidding." Again, <laughs> uh, instead, you get you guys are going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> and then he leaves them standing there, like, well, like and, and this is like, like a couple of teenagers. Yeah. And this is totally like, no way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, you know, Nissa is yeah, she is not does not play for that team. Yes. So, but also um, she doesn't. You know, she. We also have a thing about her not. It's mentioned that she hates Oliver, 
at some point in this, which doesn't entirely make sense to me because I don't, I never felt like they, they were at that yeah, level of animosity. Like, right. Um, but he doesn't, she, they don't really like each other. They have kind of like a, like a cool respect for one another. I feel right. like that's what I would think. Um, but, but it, still, it, it kind of makes sense. So, so many reasons why this should not happen. Right. Yeah. But it makes, it makes sense from Rachel Ghoul's perspective, the whole, and I was just watching some game of Thrones. And so it's same sort of thing is like, yep, it's a strategic <laughs> marriage. Like let's intermingle the bloodlines and now you'll really have earned your place, but it also can't help but feel demeaning to Nyssa who felt that she was next in line. And now yes. she's consigned to being the, the bride of the demon. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a crappy title. That's that yeah. a terrible title. Like, yeah, you're not even you're not even like the the partner or the the mate of the demon. You're the bride. He's just the bride. As yeah. soon as he's you get a, married, stuff you don't even care about you anymore. He's a bit of a jerk. Michelle Gould. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you might say that. Starting to get the impression he's not a he's not a very nice man. Um, and then in the end, we have uh, <laughs> we have Felicity and Thea bonding a little bit, uh, and Thea. Yeah, and by the way, oh, by the way, we forgot to tell you something. You were dead, so we didn't mention. Roy's totally still out there. He's got his yeah. own show or something. I don't yeah. know. Which I guess is, you know, I, I can kind of believe that. Although it seemed like she would have, like, once she was back alive, that might have been at the top of the list. Well, Oliver was <laughs> things busy. Things to mention to her. Oliver was busy, you know, being evil. Again, and they, yeah. we got the whole impression she was all out of it at the end of last week's episode. Right. So, yeah, so this was the best, I guess, the best available time. But she hands over, uh, Felicity hands over, I don't know, Roy's digits or something on a piece of paper. <laughs> um, Probably must so, have been. And I think in the, as we just both watched the preview for next week, I think we, uh, there is some, some, some Roy Harper left in this season. Yes, right, right. Um, but they need to go start, you know, he's starting a new life, starting a new career somewhere uh and then of course the revelation because i had that as soon as i had that moment of like nissa coming back and they're like oh it's not on her they're talking about this very vague racial you know mm-hmm. the, the assassins are like oh couldn't find it and he's like oh yeah she used to hide things all the time as a kid which i got the impression of like oh, <laughs> charming, her vegetables. charming story yeah oh turns out she's been keeping a bioweapon deadly bioweapon <laughs> in the handle of her sword for the last how however no who knows how long which uh, seems probably dangerous. Since, she, since she left, since she so like well, a number of it wasn't number clear of weeks. to me why she stole that. Uh, well, the the um, his what what Raish says is that she took it because it was needed for the ascension process, right? Because but, it would be whatever the new racial goal would use to destroy his old city. Okay, so I guess she, she took le- it. She took it to prevent that ascension. She left before. She left knowing that Rachel Ghoul... So that's sometime after yeah, that's, the offer. Right. That's why she left, right? Because right. she was mad at him because he was he had picked Oliver instead of her. I feel like we needed... I don't remember if I missed a scene or I feel like maybe there wasn't and we needed a scene of her like sneaking around and stealing something, even if it was unclear what it was, because this felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, a little bit, but... I was waiting I, for the I, Alpha I, and Omega tie-in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, they've done enough with the Alpha Omega that it seems like... Okay, they, it's. I don't. I don't doubt that they probably planned this for a while. Well, sure. I just. I wanted. A, I wanted a hint. I wanted some foreshadowing. Okay. Well, um, so speaking of Alpha you're, and Mega, you don't get it. You know, and they I don't always. They don't always foreshadow. True. Right. Because like the, well, I guess was it, Slade Wilson here. Which was the Slade Wilson here? Was it the first season or the second two. year? Season two. Season two. Uh, they. It, the thing with the the cameras with uh, Oliver oh, right. realizing that the cameras were sure you got to you know, keep all over the place. Yeah, they didn't they didn't tip their hat to the, to that at all until the last minute when uh, it's revealed that Felicity no, has no, the well, cure. Except you do know it because you see him placing them at some point. No, no, you know they're there, yeah, but you yeah. don't know that Oliver knew right, that they were right, that right. they were there for like a few right, days or I, something. I wanted to seem like like Slade placing the cameras where we got like at least an idea that Nissa was up to something and had some sort of ulterior motive. But I understand why they didn't do it. Um, but I, I felt like I wanted a little more flash, uh, a little more fleshing out of that okay. plot line. But at the same time, that's understood. And as we speak of Alpha and Omega, we have this week's flashback still in Hong Kong. They're trying to take out all the the military, which is apparently just like infecting people directly with the virus now, which is weird because it's both airborne and needs to be injected. That seemed unclear to me. But um, it does give uh, Tatsu an opportunity to like slice and dice some guys. Um, And they blow up a van, which is exciting. 
<laughs> which I don't know. Does that really just blowing up a van really um, get rid of a, a deadly disease? Well, incineration, <laughs> or does it, or does it spread it? Incineration's usually pretty good, but I also okay. had the same question okay. of it might aerosolize some stuff. Right. Um, but the the upshot of that whole real ba- scene is that they go back, they get Tatsu, or they get uh, Akio. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and Akio, everything looks like it's going to be great. They get a car, and they're like, we're going to go. We're going to be safe. We're going to get up Hong Kong because Shreve's men are causing all these troubles. And we've got, you know, we've got, like, confusion on our side. Um, and so we see the little trickle of blood drop out of his mouth. And we've known yep. he's dead <laughs> in some fashion. We just don't know, essentially, the missing bit we have is why Maceo joined the League of Assassins and why he and Tatsu are no longer together. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I think that well, it seems like the two, the two of them have had different opinions about whether or not they should do this. We've talked about that a little bit, you know, right? Because she she seems to think that you know she didn't want to leave. She wanted to stay and provide an example for her son, and he was saying, "No, no we got to get out of Dodge." Right. Exactly. So it seems like he's going to blame her for uh, for having. But to but to conclude, not left town. But to conclude our last ten minutes with a discussion of where we're going from here, <laughs> I've brought in a special guest, <laughs> straight from Nanda Parbat. Straight from Nanda Parbat, phoning in with us. I just flew in. Just flew in. Boy, are his arms tired. It's, it's only a 15, it's only a fifteen minute flight. Yeah, it's really close. We know that. I can't believe you guys are talking about superheroes without me. <laughs> We didn't, to be done. we didn't. We didn't want to, but it, there are needs must. Okay, we That's had right. to ascend That's to right. become. The heirs to the podcast. Man. Guy English is dead. There is no more Guy English. Um, But we were just about to discuss... Actually, I was going to bring up this question. Do you think Oliver Queen is actually, you know, been totally brainwashed? Or do you think he's just got a plan? Oh, he's faking it. Is that... that, I I would agree with that, too. Yeah. Yeah, Your your hero's got to be faking it, right? Yeah. And, And not to reveal too much, but you guys know what the name of the last episode is, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, which is if you, a bit of, if you want a bit of a giveaway, you know. Seems like a giveaway to me. One thing that we didn't mention, which I thought was really interesting, is they changed the intro this week. Yeah, I loved it. Right. right. So it starts with my name was Oliver Queen and right. everything's in the past tense, which I actually thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was now, great. Now, if you recall, right, there's he's had some sort of uh a cure. Some sort of cure-all thing. That he had from the island, yeah, he had like magic so, root. Yeah, so it's possible. Maybe maybe that comes out later. Like you know, he took the magic root before they've been subjecting him to these. You know the the dark knight or the you know the Batman drug, <laughs> the, the purple the purple flower. Yeah, yeah. I could. Not- I actually don't remember. Was that from season? Is that one of the flashbacks or something? No, um, he's he no like because he had it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time somebody got. With like vertigo something. or something, With vertigo, yeah, and he, and I think he ends up giving it to Laurel, right? When she gets right vertigo, well, Slade too. Slade gets all beaten up, like burnt, and he oh. goes back to the cave and gets it. And yeah, yeah. It I mean, there's there's like, a number of instances yeah. where they use it. And I think maybe even uses it on Roy at some point too. Probably. And we've so. got some hint that Tatsu has some like given him some stuff too, which we were not quite sure about. Uh, yeah, I've got a yeah, feeling yeah, that, right. that that's right. that that's. Uh, water from the uh, Lazarus pit. But that's never been made clear. And like now that we know the Lazarus pit exists, it's never been mentioned. Like I wonder if they'll pull that out at some point like turned out because I was already healed by the Lazarus pit, you didn't you didn't affect me or something like that. You've been drinking Rachel Ghoul's bath water. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Well, at one point he says Surprise. it doesn't taste like tea. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like the closest we get, which is like quote unquote yeah. bath water. It's like an Australian <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, how do you know what an Australian tastes I don't, like? I don't <laughs> want to ask those questions. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys that it feels like a long-running plan. But if so, he's like, he's where's the end game? I guess is the question. Can he like? Does he hold out so long that he's like, eventually I become Rachel Ghoul and then I can like defeat the League of Assassins from the inside? Because that could be years. Yeah, no idea. I have no idea where the end game is going here because somebody needs to be Rachel Ghoul, right? Um, do they it, do we, well, does the I world mean, it, really need another racial ghoul is he gonna hand it over to nissa well that's what i thought i thought that i mean so the basically the major other contenders are nissa 
or as we discussed earlier in this episode and earlier in previous episodes, that Malcolm Merlin somehow uses this destabilization to his advantage and swoops in and takes over. Yeah. Rachel Ghoul is not going away. That's my bet. You don't think you don't think this well, Rachel you, you is going away. You can't kill Rachel Ghoul, really. Right? I I, I, I really think that there's gonna be some kind of weird resolution where the current Rachel Ghoul just goes the other way. Just like just lets him go for some reason. Which is uh, seems weird. Not, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's awful to write. Not. Like, I don't know how you have a, like, right. a hero moment with that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, if he just has a change of heart, uh, he's had like 20 so far. Well, plus then the League of yeah. Assassins is still out there, right? And it's like, well, yeah. are they friend or foe? And you can't exactly keep dragging them back every time. Like, oh, remember Rachel Ghoul? He's still kind of peeved at you. Yeah, I mean, Nissa wants the job, right? Right. So uh, it seems like if he somehow helps Nissa get into position... There's like yeah. a there's like a detente there or something. Yeah, right. There's right, right. Yeah, but Rachel Ghoul is not like a normal villain. You don't just throw him into a prison on Leon Goose. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the Australian prison, though. That's where we oh, keep that, all our Australians. That's true. It is <laughs> right. Where else is he going to go? Yeah. I can't think of put him in the bunker in the. Uh, oh, in the metahuman. Oh, in the yeah, prison. The metahuman <laughs> yeah. prison. I get the feeling that's going to have some problems. The, uh, the 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 highly civil rights violating. <laughs> metahuman well, prison. so here's the thing with Rachel Ghoul. I think you know because it's it's so clearly a title in this case, and because we've been mentioned like the previous incarnations of Rachel Ghoul. I feel like in in the Arrow universe, maybe you can get rid of him. Maybe, I mean, yeah. Yeah. so maybe he's on the table. I don't know. But it seems... Oh, maybe um, Maceo becomes Rachel Ghoul. Oh. Well, yeah, I thought about that, too, earlier. Um, he's, not really in, he's not really in line. I think he's going to bite the no. dust. I think he's. He, I don't think he makes it through the season. Yeah, that's, but maybe I'm he wrong. Seems like, he seems like a good guy to step up at the end and like take an arrow or something. Right, well, he's already yeah. admitted. Well, we already know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, he's already tried it. We already know that he hasn't, you know, you haven't fully excised the Maceo, you know, your identity yeah. of, as Maceo. And we also know that Tatsu's still out there, and she is, you know, there's some unresolved tension between the two of them and about the death of their son. Um, so, and somebody gets a costume. <laughs> yeah. So in the in the preview for next week, it looks like there is a there is an additional costume hero oh, fighting alongside yeah. uh, our team Arrow. Right. Um, Wait, are we being coy for the listener's sake, or because it's, well, it's me? It's Tatsu. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, she's got. Oh, she's, so she goes like full ninja. Yeah, that's what awesome. it looks like. Well, like a like a like a kabuki mask. Yeah, well, she's which I guess she's she's one. I mean, like in the comic books, she's had that before, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. She's so she looks she looks much like yeah. less less silly than the sort of eighties style, but um, but reminiscent. Because in this episode, I don't know what you probably recapped it. Uh, probably. We probably. saw Thea. Right. with an arrow yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we discussed yeah, that a little bit costume too, yeah. <laughs> well we already discussed that she's had that pre-made because she's wearing it when she kills sarah too uh, oh that's right that's right yeah so that malcolm merlin has already outfitted her with the yes. from the league of assassins company store with mm. with the outfit which ollie now has too ollie's but got she his... kept it in her closet and never put like where did this come from and sarah <laughs> well, i guess like, malcolm had it malcolm had it sort of a, yeah right that, that she get because she asks malcolm for help and he says what do you need for me I need, uh, I need my outfit, Dad. I need clothes. Like any teenage girl, I need clothes. <laughs> Take me shopping. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, that's, uh, sorry, uh, but so I think in the, the, other thing, the other thing I want to point out is that she's like the only one who she, for the most part, she's the heaviest drinker in the show. <laughs> yes, she's not even twenty-one yet. No, she's uh, always knocking back the wine. Um, but so Thea's future is interesting too, because we discussed in the past, you know, she's been referred to as speedy since the beginning of the show. As I mentioned, as I uh, mentioned to John earlier in the recap, apparently there were archery trophies in her room in season one. Um, so when we get the impression that maybe, maybe she's being set up to be the new sidekick. Yeah. And there, there is a sense except that Ollie would have a fit, but well, he's going to have to get over that. Yeah. I believe there is a version of Speedy that is a woman named Mia. Um, so there is a female version of Speedy in at least one of the comics. Mia Thea? Mm. Right, and I believe they have the same middle name. Ah. Hmm. Um, yeah, because she's introduced as Thea Dearden Queen, and Mia Dearden is the f- female version of Speedy. Ah. So I feel yeah. like that suggests 
strongly case, case closed i say yeah there we go done <laughs> oh, apparently what, interesting what more evidence do you need apparently created uh one of the people credited with creating her is kevin smith who did run it oh. who did write a arrow run for a little while okay so we, we can't read. argue with any of this i mean this is this, this is hardcore right cold here. hard facts when you say when you say you wrote an arrow run you mean green arrow yes green comic arrow. Not, I think write he writes an, a Green Arrow run where Oliver Queen is mayor of Star City, which I always thought was odd. But maybe we haven't seen everything yet, so maybe. That's right. Plenty of time for that. He also Hawkeye apparently has created a, lady, a Hawkeye. Yes, exactly. Kate Bishop. Um, so, you so know, that's, yeah, there fact you go. after fact after <laughs> fact. <laughs> oh, they just need a pizza dog and everything's great. Case, exactly. Case closed. You can't steal pizza dog. You no, no. Steal do not steal dog. pizza dog. No. Um, That'd be the lowest that you could yeah, get. No, I would stop watching. All right. So a couple of remaining questions. One, Death Watch. Is anybody, who, who have you marked for death in the last two episodes? Because uh, I feel like, like Quentin seems out of it. So it seems unlikely that it's going to be Quentin this year. Hmm. Although, although he's also useless at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his plot does not really, is, so, unless his plot flips back to, oh, I'm totally love the arrow again. <laughs> right, right. Well, it seems like he'll reconcile with, uh, Laurel. with Laurel, at least. You know, maybe he won't uh, be pals with Oliver, but uh, he could at least reconcile with Laurel. Any, any yeah. thoughts on who could might? be Lila? Yeah, we were talking about that early in the episode. I right. feel like uh, that's just... I was scared. Well, oh, yeah, so was I. I mean... Like, scared. I, 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 I'll still go with Maceo. Maceo's yeah, gonna... Maceo. Maceo's I think the main cast may be off limits. Since we've written off Roy at this point, uh, yeah. I feel like the main... There's nobody in the main cast who it really makes sense to kill off right now. Although, are there other people whose contracts are up? <laughs> well, they can't kill, you know, Ollie, well, they, Laurel... They, they kill Diggle. No, they won't. Fun. Yeah. was... I, Kind yeah, of well, the Diggle yeah. kill fake. Out. I don't. They're not. I don't think they're really going to kill Diggle though. No, I don't think no, so. No, no, no. No, you can't yeah. kill Diggle. No. Um, uh, you guys would both stop watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be tough. Just, you're really. Be tough I would not only stop watching. I would burn my TV. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even throw it out the window. I would take the time to set just it on light fire. It, light it in yeah. your home. Um. Yeah, and I, I think the whole the biggest question for me is still the League of Assassins leadership. But I don't know. I think I think Rachel Ghoul might bite it. I think. Yeah, the Nissa Malcolm thing is interesting because I could see Malcolm. We could, if we want to go full redemption with Malcolm, maybe he'll he'll give himself up to save someone. But at the same time, he's just too oily. He's too oily and slick to like to die. Essentially, well, I yeah. don't know if he has. Maybe he can take over the league. That's because that kind of works for him, right? You know what I mean? Like he's. I think oh, he's, I'm going to sacrifice I, myself by taking this awful position and get <laughs> right, all this right, power. Right, right. <laughs> like, uh, and but, he's he's such a good foil. It does not seem like they have any interest in getting rid of John Barrowman. No, also yeah. he's awesome. He's John, he's, and he, yeah. he's and he could just, John Barrowman. Like, he could switch to a British accent the minute it becomes Rachel Gould. That's right. That's true. <laughs> in fact, he does Scottish accents too because he's half Scottish. I think. <laughs> can he do come out Australian? Can yeah, he, Australian? <laughs> he needs to become Australian. Yeah. Plus, he's aging backwards, so maybe he will end up <laughs> eventually being born he's, in Australia. Uh, Who knows? He's already uh, literally <laughs> racial ghoul. I think, yeah. yeah, I think I still see him as a setup for like a season five or six villain, like eventually, or like the last season, you know, we come back around to Malcolm Merlin being the, the bad guy again. Yeah. yeah. Even if they kill him, he's not dead. Did we ever have a, do we ever get a full explanation of how he didn't die the first time? No. Well, he was just shot. I mean, they never showed him dying. Yeah, but doesn't he like leave his body there? Yeah. He stabs himself through the chest or through the shoulder. Right, right. Getting into John Barrowman's. But then he oh, leaves, that's, that's presumably. Familiar. Yeah, then he leaves and go does some other stuff. Granted, or, you know, as Ollie has shown us, getting stabbed, city. getting yeah. stabbed in the show is it does not mean you're dead. No, no. no. Uh, he tells Ollie that he did some ancient voodoo stuff. Maybe he's got a flask of bathwater to too. Like appear dead well, and that's what that's what the they did with the, roy his well no but his rival um uh, race said that his rival had taken some of the oh yeah the lazarus pit water lazarus pit water his gross lazarus pit lazarus pit water <laughs> was with it when he left 
Is that his rival? Though? I don't. No, know. no, no. I didn't, yeah. I'm not saying that he's not that he's not mean, the same guy. But yeah, I'm just yeah. saying Damien that there's Dark. precedent. There's precedent for people like scooping up a little bit of Lazarus pit water <laughs> I mean, and walking if, off. If yeah, you're going to leave, just, yeah, that just seems like a good idea. Yeah, that's for, just smart. For security at the uh, at the impenetrable fortress of <laughs> Nandaparbat. It's like a fortress. It's, <laughs> it's like not a really fortress. a fortress. It's just like it's a just, fortress. It's just a lot like one. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand that. Maybe you guys covered this. Where. Rachel Gould gives a big speech about his um, opponent. Yeah, and then because it's, it's somehow Ali goes after Nissa. Right? What? Why? What? Because she's supposedly his Con- rival for contesting the. the- yeah. yeah, she wants the job. So that was the only connection. one person that can have the job. Oh, because my understanding of that speech was that Ali was going to go kill. Yes, uh, I, originally I thought that too, but um, like okay, a second. So I'm not crazy. Okay, no, no. It's 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 an analogy. Yes. Yeah, that guy is. We've already established guy. It's bringing him up for next year because that, the guy. Yeah, the that guy is, runs five. Yeah, that's next year's. Yeah, because he mentioned hives. Yes. Like well, hive. he mentioned a hive, like a hive, like, like a, a fortress. Hive. It's like a fortress. <laughs> a fortress. Like a hive. <laughs> That'd be a good episode name. Like a fortress. Like, like a, a hive. Like fortress. Like. <laughs> Um, well, we got to wrap up here pretty shortly, but any last thoughts either about this episode or about only two episodes left? I know. I don't know what how they're going to wrap it all do up. All summer. I don't know what I'm going to do all summer. Uh, Guess I'll catch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game I've of seen, Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, seen all of Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, we'll go. We'll, we're going we're gonna to recap uh, a- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was a good yeah, <laughs> no one will listen. Uh, it was a good episode. I'm three episodes behind, and I kind of don't care. <laughs> no, no, not, not well. I wasn't talking about Agents of Shield, but oh. I was talking about this. I was talking about the Arrow. I, I think Agents of Shield has gotten slightly better, but still not. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, me too, I still enjoy it, but maybe I'm alone. Yeah, that's for another good. podcast. That's for another podcast. Yeah. This week, incidentally, did have a really good fight scene. It had an amazingly so, yeah. shot so fight. Three scene. hours to get to that one good fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or, and I like, and I like how she's uh, what's her name is Sky Daisy yeah. Sky um, is becoming like much cooler. You know she's a she's a pretty big badass right now. So yeah, uh, yeah. watch Daredevil that fight scene in the corridor and like it's, oh my it's, god, it's like it's, it's so amazing. incredible. Right, we have to save that for other podcasts where we talk about all the other superhero things. No, I'm just going to keep. I insist. Insert <laughs> it into everything. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, any any last thoughts before we wrap up here? Uh, looking forward to the next two episodes. Let's see yeah, how we'll, this turns. we may we yeah. may have to do. We can discuss doing a live watch of the finale. So we'll have to discuss that, oh, or at least a synchronized yeah. watch. Yeah, of the be, finale. Yeah, synchronized makes a bit more sense because sure. Maltz is in like Never Neverland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's right. Me. <laughs> you're in a different time zone. Different. You're, time you're zone. in Nanda Parbat. We don't even know what time I mean, zone that's in. Yeah, I'm much closer to Starling City than you guys are. I think it's always nighttime in Nanda Parbat. By the way. Yeah, seems like it. Oh, that's true. Near the Arctic Circle. Six months right. of dark. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you as ever to Mr. John Moltz for being here. Thank you. And the better late than never, Mr. <laughs> Guy English. <laughs> Happy shows up at the last shows up at the last minute just like Pete. Yeah. yeah. Just just the glory. And then shot an arrow through my arm and it really yeah. hurt. Jeez. Ow. Ow. Uh, next next one's going through you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh and we'll be back next week on the Speedy Arrowcast.